Hey, sweet sister, welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. I am so glad you're here. I am so grateful for the many listeners of the Shine with Brandy show. However, I encourage you to also be a part of our community, free and favored. It is simply a group of fellow sisters who are sharing common threads of faith, fitness, and fun. And you might be like, why do we have to have yet another thing to do? Well, let me just tell you all, because we are designed for community, right? If we think about when God says, love God and love others as you love yourself, that love others piece, yep, ding, 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 you got it. You, you have to do that through community. So hop on over there right now, search free and favored and join us. My mission there is to provide you Fitspo, as they call it, fitness inspiration, And I like to specifically say faith fitspo because it is faith-based inspiration. So I drop some truth bombs up there, some Holy Ghost, you know, truth bombs and downloads in there. And also I share, you know, scripture in there and a lot about my story. So, you know, my story, because guess what? Here's the thing. When I share my story, one, it creates a connection for us. And it also hopefully inspires you to get through to the other side of your story too. Because sister, I need to tell you this. When I have that person who's walking alongside of me and is like, oh my gosh, me, then I can come alongside them and say, that happened with me too. And it strengthens me. It gives me courage. It gives me hope to keep pressing on. And that is my highest hope and prayer is that we're in this to win this. All right, well, we already know that the war is already won, but we're winning every battle together. So go ahead, grab your pen and your paper, get ready for the podcast, press pause for a hot minute, and then head on over to Facebook, free and favored, search and find us. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, sweet sister, welcome to the Shine with Franny show. I'm Franny, and I'm on a mission to help you become stronger, healthier, and more confident using God's word so you can live fully, freely, and fearlessly. I'm committed to bringing you edutaining stories, which is my way of saying I'm going to make you laugh a little and learn a little something at the same time, with the hope that you will be encouraged and strengthened to kung fu kick that darn devil right in the crotch and let him know his rightful place in your life. Girl, he is not the boss of you, so let's claim your freedom and walk in it. All right, sweet sister, you are in the right place if you're also under construction and you need a little extra Jesus and joy in your world every day. I believe that God has a special message for you today. It's about to get hot up in here, so let's go. Hey, sweet sister, welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I am Franny and I'm so glad you're here. So I hope you have a pen and paper handy today because I'm going to have some clear call to action at the end that I would like you to actually do and follow up on because what I'm going to share today can not only impact your life, but it can certainly impact others' lives. And most importantly, eternity. We know that we are not here for but a vapor, right? I love how Rick Warren reminds us that we are actually here as believers on a green card, right? We are citizens of heaven and God has just allowed us to come here to earth for just a short little time, literally just a mist or a vapor. And so I hope and pray that this message resonates with someone and is a call to action to take action. So I'm going to share a story that is very near and dear to my heart because it forever impacted me and uh, in the lives of others as well. But we know that we're not just here, you know, for our own for our own good, but again, for the eternal picture. And so as we celebrate this month of August, the eighth month, we're thinking and looking ahead to a bigger picture, things that we cannot see that have eternal rewards and we're storing those up for heaven. So the story happened actually August 17th, the date and the anniversary in which this show is dropping. And I was coming home one August night, it was early evening, And I was part of a singles ministry. Now, I'm just going to go off on a little tirade here. For any of you who are involved in your church or your, you know, community in terms of singles ministry, 
some singles ministries are really lame, especially when you're in your 40s. It's not like when you're in 20s, you're like, oh, let's get all the college students together and people who are home from school for the summer. No, it's weird when you're like after 30 because you get some creepos. Okay, just saying that. But thankfully, I was part of a really great singles ministry at my church outside of Cleveland. It was awesome. So we're on this bike ride. We, you know, had planned this all afternoon bike ride at the Cuyahoga Valley National Park, which is an amazing park system. If you have not been there, it's one of the most visited in the in the country, and it's a great park system. So we're it's very far from my house. It was about forty five minutes away from my home, and so driving home from this little singles event, and we're actually going to go and have some fellowship time, right? We're going to break bread together. Oh, how sweet is that? And we're going to break bread. And so we're going to this little place called the Winking Lizard. Shout out to all my Cleveland friends. You know exactly where I'm talking about outside of Peninsula there. So I'm driving from the bike path, the towpath there, and I'm driving up towards the restaurant. And on my far right-hand side, I see this guy and he's riding a bike and he's wearing one of this awesome, like yellow, it almost looked like a unitard, y'all. Like it's like a I don't know, like what are they, uh, like a spandex costume is what I will call it. I know that they probably call it outfit or whatever. I don't really know what it's called, but I'll just say that I would never wear one of those because Lord only knows how unforgiving that could be. So I see this guy riding and he's like on a serious road bike. Like he's got like a helmet and I think he even had like goggles. Like he was like serious business. I think he had like those fancy shoes too. Like serious guy. All right. So I see him and I all of a sudden see him like go off of the road and like literally tumble into this ravine, you know, the side of the road, everyone envisioned the side of the road. So immediately I go into like FF take action mode and I pull over my silver little Subaru, pull it over to the side of the road, put on my hazards and I jump out of the car and I'm like, sir, sir, my name is Franny. I know CPR. Do you need help? (laughs) And now thankfully, you know, as a fitness instructor, you get certified in CPR. And so you need to know that. And that's the first thing they tell you to do because you don't want to go over and give CPR to someone who can breathe. Okay. That's just weird and creepy. And that may have changed the whole entire trajectory of my single life. I don't know. I'm just saying. So anyways, I go over to the side of the road and I see this guy and he's like in this full on yellow, like, you know, outfit. Okay. And I see that he is clipped into his road bike still with those fancy shoes. And I'm like, oh, snap. So in the meantime, you guys, there had been a group and we were almost caravanning out to the restaurant. And so I called the one guy who was, I knew was a nurse. And oh, let's just be real. I had a crush on this guy. So I thought, oh, clearly he's going to like see me as this amazing knight in shining armor. That tells you where my head was too. Now I was only like 39 years old, you guys only. I was like 39 years old, but I'm like, oh, he's going to see me amazing. And he's going to see me in action, helping someone. Oh my gosh. I was so selfish. Anyways. He's like, kind of like leaves me straight on the side of the road. He's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? So I called 911 and Lee's asking me questions and she's like, okay, ma'am, I just need to know your location. I'm like, I have no clue. And I'm 45 minutes from my, you know, hometown area. And I'm also like kind of a little bit in panic, frantic, you know, franny mode. And so I do know CPR, thankfully. So I, you know, lean over and I'm trying to feel his breath on my cheek and trying to look for his, you know, chest to rise and fall. And she's like asking me the questions. Do you know CPR? I'm like, yes, yes. We're kind of going through the whole entire, you know, litany of questions. And she's asking and she's like, okay, ma'am. She's like, I'm going to walk you through this. And she's like, we're sending someone right now. And she's calm, cool and collected. And in the meantime, somebody else stops by and they're like recognizing him in his, you know, they helped me get him out of those fancy clips, right. Of with his shoes. And so, but then they like, kind of like dodged, like they left me and I'm like, Oh, maybe they did it. I can't remember. Like, you know how like you're in your own zone, but in the meantime, y'all, like I was praying. Now I didn't have my prayer language at this time. 
but I am praying over this guy and I'm just like, Lord, restore his health. Lord, be with him right now. And I'm, you know, in the middle, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So immediately I start seeing like people start showing up and I see an officer show up, a young girl. And she's like, okay, ma'am, do you know, you know, CPR? I'm like, yes. And so she had already gotten an AED. She brought her AED with her. And so all the things started happening. And it was like a whirlwind. It felt to me like an hour, but it was probably the matter of literally seconds and minutes by the time not only the police officer arrived, but then of course, uh, the EMTs and, you know, all the ambulance and everybody. And so they take this gentleman away and they literally, you know, have him in the ambulance and I'm sitting on the side of the road, like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, I, I really don't have a clue as to what's going on and, you know, what do I do to follow up and, you know, what just happened? So I get in my car and I'm sitting there for a few minutes and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I just remember like looking at my hands and, you know, I didn't have gloves. I didn't have anything, but I just went into action. And so, I mean, I didn't have my lips on his or anything like that, but I just remember being like, I have sweat on, you know, from this guy. And I was like, you know, what does this mean? And should I follow the ambulance? And you start like thinking all these crazy things. So in the meantime, my friends were meeting and whatever, and people had been calling me, you know, like, are you okay? Are you on your way? Somebody said that they saw you on the side of the road. And, but obviously I was silencing the calls when I was on with 911. So I drove past the restaurant. I was just like not in any headspace to be able to go and sit and like be in fellowship with other people at this time. So I go home, it's a Sunday night. And a couple hours later, I think it was maybe the chief police or, you know, something like that. Um, the police chief, I should say. They call me and they were asking some questions. They wanted, you know, more details to kind of fill in the blanks for the report beyond what the police officer was able to share and all that. And I'm asking questions like, well, is this person okay? Like, can you give me any other essentials? And so in the meantime, I forgot to share this too, that when I first arrived on the scene, you know, I asked the question. He wasn't breathing. I called 911 immediately. And then I also saw in his armband that there was, um, you know, he had one of those you know, things where you put your phone and ID or whatever and a key or a credit card or whatever. And I'd seen his ID and I remember like looking at his name. So I did know his name. And then I also remember calling his wife or calling the person who I saw it was the last number that was called. And I was like, what am I going to say to this person? So I almost immediately hung up after I called her. You know, I was still on the phone simultaneously with 911. So anyways, I'm talking to the police chief and he's asking these questions and I'm like, well, is he okay? And he's like, you know, ma'am, because of HIPAA and we're not allowed to reveal that. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, what if this guy died? And I was kind of like freaked out about it. So I ended up putting it out on Facebook and was just like, hey, you guys, like, can I have people, you know, rally and join me in prayer around this? And two, this is also a call for y'all to go and get CPR certified. Like, yes, I'm a fitness instructor, but anyone can do this. You know what I mean? So that was that Monday, Sunday night, pardon me. So like Monday, I'm like still praying about it. And I called actually the hospital, like I called the Akron hospital because that was the closest one. And I just started asking like, cause, because I knew the guy's name, I'm like asking, you know, hi, is, you know, this patient there? And they're like, oh man, we're not allowed to give out that information. And I was like, what? No, 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 I'm sorry. They had told me that they, um, he wasn't there. And I thought, oh my gosh, this guy's in a morgue. Like this is, you know, awful, awful story. And I'm like crying thinking, I didn't even have any impact, like, and then I started questioning, like, why did I even stop and all the things. So I'm telling some friends, you know, the story like later in the week. And one of my friends was like, oh my gosh, do you know that police officer? And I said, no. Well, if you guys remember, like I was a teacher for many years until 2010, I was in an all girls school in the classroom. And then from then on, I was an administrator there. And she said, oh my gosh, 
that's that girl was a student at our school and I was like are you kidding so it was just kind of like this like just weird intricate intricately woven story literally the girl I think was like a week or two out of like police academy (laughs) and so here she was she arrived on the scene you know she was the first one and I didn't know her because she had graduated way before I was there so next week I'm at church again and then I went afterwards to Panera and I was going to meet some friends and not the same singles group FYI and I happened to be talking to my friend via FaceTime who lives in London and I'm telling her the story and I'm sitting outside and again it's in August so it's a beautiful sunny day outside and I'm telling the story and in the meantime I see this lady in the corner of my eye and she's like give me like this stink eye and I'm thinking oh I must be loud because y'all know I'm loud anyways and I'm thinking oh I must be loud so I kind of like get up and walk away and then like she actually like got up and like followed me and I was like uh this is weird well you guys this is like totally God's hand is upon all of this right so she comes over to me after I hang up my call And before my friends come and she was like, Hey, I heard you telling a story. She's like, by chance, you know, are you telling, like, were you at, and she starts giving me all the details. Were you at the towpath and were you at blah, blah, blah. And she's asking me all these questions. I'm like, yes. And she goes, that guy's our neighbor. And I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Do you know any of the details? I'd love to like hear more about it. And she goes, he's getting out of the hospital tomorrow. And I was like, what? You guys, it was one full week that had happened between the time of this accident and then the time of him getting released. And I didn't know any of the details, any of the details. So I said to her, oh my gosh, if they're your neighbor, I said, can I go? And I, I'd seen when I pulled out his phone, I'd seen that there was a picture of his family. And I said, I know he has kids. And she started giving me all the details. Oh yes, he's got three children, a daughter and two sons. And so I run in, of course, and I just, you know, buy some baked goodies here at Panera. And I just write a little note on the box. And I'm like, so glad to hear that you're, you know, on the mend or whatever. And I just put love your guardian angel. And I put my phone number on there. Now I need to tell you, I usually don't get my phone number out to people on a Panera's box. But if anyone knows any singles people, I'm happy to maybe try that. Single guys, I should say, clarify that. Anyways, so I give my <laughs> give my phone number to this lady, you know, in this box of goodies to bring home to the family. She tells me he's getting out, he's doing well, he's recovering and all the things. You guys, this doesn't happen to everybody. Not every single person lives. I then got to meet this guy. He called me and he was like, hey, this is Todd Clark with an E. And he was like, just giving that a little shout out to him because I know he and his wife are really, you know, really adamant about making sure that E is on the end of that. And he was like, um, you know, I'm so grateful for you. So we ended up meeting. I met his children. I met his wife. They're just the most lovely family and all the things. And I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Now, I'm not telling you guys a story to be like, oh, look at Franny. She's such a hero. Absolutely not. Here's what I'm here to tell you. That you too have the power to do all of these things. And it comes all full circle to God. All right. I'm not here again to share that I'm a hero, but I'm here simply to share and give you some takeaway action steps so that you can live a life that has eternal right impact. So first and foremost, the simplest thing to do is make sure you know CPR. Go and get certified. There's the Red Cross. There's American Heart Association. There are places and spaces to go and get that. You can get the first aid training that goes along with it. It's super easy. You can do it even online now because of all the craziness with COVID. It's a tool to have in your toolkit no matter what that you can help other people. It's a civic duty or civic responsibility as a citizen. I would encourage you. I mean, it might be at a restaurant. It might be at a Target. It might be who knows on the side of the road coming across a man in a yellow um, neoprene or what? Sorry, spandex suit. Who knows? 
I don't say that like he's like a weird, funky, like blue man group guy. Okay. Second thing is it provides hope. H-O-P-E. You guys know that is my anchor word for the year. And hope stands for help one person every day. You've all heard the expression, right? That you can, by helping one person, you might not change the entire world, but can change that one person's world. We've all heard that. And in this case, it not only changed Todd's life, but it changed his wife, it changed his children, and it changed a lot of other people in his sphere of influence. You know, I remember his wife, Jean, was sharing with me like, oh yeah, you know, this, his brother went and got checked out as a real, he has a twin brother. His brother went and got checked out. And then some of our friends who heard about it were like, well, you know, Todd's in really great shape. He's a cyclist. Maybe I should go get checked out. So it impacted other people and the way that other people rallied around them to help and to love and pour into them right during that time of need. So by you stopping and taking note and by you being able to be interrupted in your day, right? You're providing hope. You're helping one other person. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but I just made myself available. And that's the third and most important thing here, you guys, in terms of making yourself available, right? If we think about the times where Jesus made himself available, miracles happened. You guys, we have an opportunity to become more like Christ. Not only was I praying over Todd, you know, during the actual event and praying for him afterwards and praying for his family and praying that he did live. But during that moment, I had an opportunity to be a you know prayer warrior on his behalf there. And also too, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out to dinner at the Winking Lizard with my friends, but I see this guy who just fumbled over on the side of the road. Like I'm going to stop and I'm going to just be present. Like who knows? Maybe he would be fine. Like what if he was fine? And I would just be like, oh great, let me help you get up and back on your bike. Like that would have been one thing. But you guys, this had, you just never know, like this had eternal impact. And I'm not saying this again, this is not about me. This is about you showing up and saying, okay, how can I be more available to be used by God? And so, you know, I think about in uh, John 14, when he says that anyone who believes in me, that you will do the work that I've been doing. In fact, he says, you're going to do greater things than I've done. Jesus tells us there are 37 miracles recorded in the gospels. We know there were far more than that. But Jesus tells us, like, you're going to be able to do greater things. Now, by no means was I like, you know, am I qualifying myself as Jesus? But you guys, like, that's a miracle, right? Like, the miracle is that he lived. Like, that God allowed him to live. Like, that is just huge to me. So, you know, we oftentimes think about how we, when we go to heaven, God's going to say, okay, who did you bring along with you, right? Who'd you bring to heaven with you? Or what did you do with what I've given you? And how did you steward what I've entrusted you to and entrusted you with? So that comes from Matthew 25. We want to go and we want to kneel before our father. We want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. We don't want him to say, well done. That bank account looks great. (laughs) Well done. You know, you had a really nice car. Well done. You had all those things. Your career was great. We want him to say, what did you do with what I've entrusted to you? So how are you allowing yourself to be available and to be faithful with what God has entrusted to you? You know, in finding your, finding those moments and finding yourself in places and spaces where you can offer hope that help one person every day. How can you show up today? Now, you guys, this might not be like, you know, showing up on the side of the road for someone today, but maybe you're going to go ahead and do something kind like bringing that 
single mom down the road, you know, that meal today, or maybe you're going to go ahead and go out of your way to do something for someone. It might be something big, like, you know, paying someone's electric bill or even their mortgage, or it might be something so small and seamlessly insignificant as like holding the door open for someone or asking the cashier at Target, like, Hey, how's your day going? You know? And if she says, Oh, it's really, it's been a rough day or a rough week. You're like, would it be okay if I pray for you? Right? Like I prayed for Todd. He didn't ask for it. I just was praying over him. So those are kind of the three action steps, if you will, you know, get certified in CPR, perhaps even first aid. That's a simple thing to do. It's like 50 bucks or something like that online. Next is go out of your way to help one person every day. Just commit to that. Like make that be your lifestyle. Don't be like your checklist and put it on your little like daily planner or your reminder list on your phone. Like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to help someone. You've blessed me today. How can I be a blessing to someone else? And then the last thing is be willing to be interrupted. Just like Jesus on his way to places, people oftentimes sought him out. They came over and they touched the hem of his garment or they found him in trees. You know, think about Zacchaeus and he was like, hey, Jesus. And he's like, Zach, what up, buddy? Right? Think about Bartimaeus. Like, hey, Bart, what's going on, bud? No, you need to make yourself available. Those are opportunities for Jesus to work in and through you. And then that is where our servanthood comes. And we are supposed to be, we are called to be servants, right? And we are supposed to be putting others before ourselves. Simple ways to do that, y'all. Simple but not easy, right? So I pray and I hope that this, you know, encourages you, that this challenges you to to do something differently. You know that my goal here on the Shine With Fanny show is to help you get healthier, stronger, more confident using God's word. These things, y'all, will help you become healthy, stronger, and more confident. Healthier, I should say. Stronger and more confident. Because when you know that you're just praying for someone, there's a level of confidence there, Right? You're restoring and you're refreshing your soul when you are helping other people. You yourself are being restored. I think that's Proverbs 14, maybe, right? That he who restores will be restored. He who waters will be watered. So go into that. Don't quote me on that scripture uh, address, you guys, just an FYI. But that's definitely a proverb somewhere. I can't remember exactly which one. But I pray that this blesses you. And if it does, please pass this on to someone else. Please remind and encourage other people, you know, to do these three things. Hey, do you have CPR certification? You can even get it as a kid. You know, I remember like babysitter courses offer it, you know. And then also, hey, let's maybe you get your whole entire family or your, you know, crew at work and say, you know, how can we help one person today? What can we do to make someone's day better? And then the third thing is, Lord, I have my schedule, my agenda for today. But if you have something differently, I ask and I trust that you're going to direct my path. And there you have it. All right. So sister friend, if this blessed you, pass it on, pay it forward. Also, let me know, share it on social. You know, I love hearing from you. And unless you share it, I don't know who y'all are. So I love you guys. And I will also just a little spoiler alert. You know, the Todd lived praise the Lord, but he and his wife are going to come on the Shine with Franny show and they are going to be our August guests and they're going to share some kind of back end story details as to their side of the story and you know what was going on maybe when Jean got the call or when the police officer showed up at her house and then of course how life has been forever changed for them um, together as a couple, you know how Todd himself together as a couple and then of course as a family. So I pray that uh, that will also bless you. I have no doubt. So looking forward to that releasing later this week. Until next time, sister, keep shining.